1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL.
0: Hockey, yeah, yeah. my favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show, and welcome into another edition of Judd's Hockey Show with the side of Declan Goff, as mm. always, Zolgad and uh, Declan, continuing to run through as we have during the uh, break in NHL action. Our lists of the best and the worst times with the Minnesota Wild. And uh, Declan, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, spent time doing a top five list of the wild draft picks, best wild draft picks. And yeah. actually, you know what? I think the exercise proved, I don't think it was as bad as I thought.
1: No, I didn't think so either. It was It was a lot easier than I thought. This one's a lot more fun.
0: This one is because we are going to do the corresponding list um, on this episode of Judd's Hockey Show with the side of Declan, and that would be the... Worst five wild draft picks of all time. And we will, as always, start from uh, five, work up to one. I have a feeling we're going to agree on a lot of these because yeah. the bad ones are, well, let's just put it quite frankly really bad. Mm -hmm. There are some players who have been taken in the first round uh, by the likes of uh, Doug Risborough. Let's see here. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them are. I was going to say. A good chunk are, actually. Before I implicate others, well, in my list is mostly riser. Okay.
1: But maybe we are going to
0: disagree. Okay, good. So, as always, let's start with you. And starting at five, let's start with your list. And we will go back and forth as we always do. So, from Declan Goff. The fifth worst pick in wild history.
1: And a reminder too on this podcast and for this list. Yes. Because drafts are completely random and crapshoot. Like, for example, Jamie Ben was a sixth round pick. I'm not going to say that was a missed pick by the wild. It was oh, a missed no. pick by thirty teams. So our stipulation for this for this episode is it has to be within five picks after Minnesota's original selection. Because otherwise we can be nitpicky all we want. So yep. where the wild picked in the first round. I, and and I cheated, five picks I, afterwards.
0: I cheated on one okay. just for fun, but it's, bare, it's, it's barely uh, beyond five.
1: So, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that's very clear. We're not just completely ripping and looking at a sixth or seventh round pick. Oh, you missed him. That's not we, fair.
0: We could do the, that list as and well we if we want to at we some really point in time. But, uh,
1: Actually, I think number five for me, Judd, yep. is not going to be on your list. Okay, And it has every right to be off this list, and it has every right to rise up to one of the worst. It can go either way. And it was a recent draft. Okay. It was the 2015 draft when the Wild took Joel Erickson Eck. Now, Joel eriksson Eck is a guy that I've defended pretty adamantly. Mm-hmm. I would say you have too. Mm-hmm. He turned into a very nice role player. But the players that the Wild could have had three guys okay. within the five selections after Eck obviously, the one is Brock Besser that everyone knows. He's a dynamic superstar. He's he's exactly the kind of player the team is lacking. And if you can just imagine a team that has Kevin Fiala, Brock Besser, and Kirill Kaprazov coming over, I'm drooling at the mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay? Fair. Besser's the obvious one. But also at 24 was Travis Konecki, a nice center in Philadelphia. He had a 60-point season. Another good player. Or Jack Roslavic in Winnipeg, a center that you desperately need. So was Konecki. I'm not saying that Joel Eriksson could not be better than these players, but right now, if I'm just examining who's the best or who's the worst player of those four, Joel Eriksson-Eck is the worst. All these other three players make the Wild better today. Eck has every right to prove me wrong and to be a better player than those guys and on the list. And
0: he started to, in fairness to Joel yeah. Eriksson-Eck, he started to prove you wrong a little bit this year. In fact, in as far as... Yeah, Being a good player.
1: For sure. And and that's why I say yep. this can go either way. We can take this off the list in three, five years, and we can also put it as one of the worst because I there's like three players that are dynamic impact players for their teams right Woo, now.
0: Spicy. We start off with a spicy one. Yeah, and... <sighs> did he make your list? I'm guessing he did it. No, he didn't. And there's two things here, and I guess one I'll defend him on. All the things that you said... And the players, Besser was in your bleeping backyard, yeah, w- which is really hard to get your head around the fact that they passed on him. Um, I also, in Eric's next defense, will say this. I don't know that the development of him until this year has been fair. You know, he was on the constant shuttle, right? Eh, if you don't play well, I mean, he was literally a guy who, if he didn't play well, was going to be benched immediately. And I don't know that that's a good way to develop a kid, he definitely turned himself into what I think is a quality third-line center this season uh, before play was stopped. But I can't fight you big time because the three names that you threw out, including Besser, who is the obvious guy that they should have taken, um, were pretty big misses. So he didn't make my list, but I like the fact that he made yours. I like it. And yeah, and you're right. In three years, we might say, man, he developed into a really nice player, or we might still say, boy, you could have done better than that. All right, my number five, and my list is just going to be made <laughs> made up of horse bleep misses on players themselves. I I started off not looking at who was in who was within five of that player, but just like how could you draft this guy? Like who who are your scouts? I know what type of idiotic notion led you down this path. I'm going to start with a guy that uh, was the ninth overall pick, ninth overall, so a top ten pick in 2006. Uh, James Shepard. Yep, James Shepard is just. Such a monumental <laughs> miss. They gave him chance after chance. It didn't work. And now, now, not that this guy turned into a great player, but um, going 10th then, one pick after the Wild in 2006 to the Florida Panthers, left wing Michael Froelich, who's had a, a nice solid player. career. Uh, going 11th was a goaltender who I think the Wild actually was interested in a few years after that when he um, was on the trading block. Uh, he's now in Detroit finishing up his career, goaltender Jonathan Bernier. Oh, yeah. Uh, he went 11th decent, to the to the Kings. He's decent. But really, my starting point was not how could you miss on those players. It was, what did you see about James Shepard, right. who never amounted into much here, was a disappointing player, I think was eventually traded around 2011. So they gave him a long uh, leash here. I think he was traded eventually to San Jose. So my number five... It's a Doug Riseboro guy, as most of my draft picks are going to be. James Shepard, ninth overall, 2006.
1: So Shep made my honorable mention, but he isn't on my list. Um, I originally had them on there. And like you said, I, I get your your rule of sometimes you look at the player and you're just like, how did you miss him? But when I look at Leek and Brian Little, who was also on the list, Brian Little was at 12. Yes, good players, obviously better than James Shepherds. Were they franchise-altering players? No. I mean, those are nice. Pro leak and, and Brian Little are, were, had nice careers. They were never franchise altering players, but he's on the list. It was a bad pick. There's no Shepherd, doubt it's a bad pick.
0: 11 goals and 49 points in three years and 224 games. And, they, and he played a lot. The and wild. And he played a lot. Oh, they gave him every chance. Yeah. They gave, they him, a gave lot. him every chance. And he was just not much of a player.
1: All right. For mine, I'd go back to the riser years in 2004. <laughs> this might be higher on your list maybe he's it's only there. four.
0: there's only four on your list this is only four. Oh, this is a huge miss and okay.
1: AJ, aj thielen at oh. 12 was an awful player <laughs> that was just it's just one of the worst first round
0: picks zero games played so, with the wild
1: so he naturally gets on the list because yeah he didn't ever play a game with the wild now for my stipulation of within the five picks you did miss two decent ones drew stafford was the next pick yep and Alexander Radulov was at 15, Yep, who has turned into a very nice player. He he pulled a off. He was in Russia for a while. He's come over here and developed into a very—I'm serious. I'm really underrated and appreciate a player. He can score goals. He's tough. He's an SOB to play against, but you love him on your team. Mm-hmm. And if the Wild could have had that guy mm-hmm. instead of A.J. Thielen, who didn't play a single game, yeah, that's a missed pick. So that's number four for me.
0: Yeah, that was— I mean, just to put this into context, AJ Thielen played as many games in a Wild jersey as you have. Yeah, and you, uh, number four. On, insulting. Number four on my list. Uh, back to the. In fact, it was the year after my guy James Shepard. So back to the riser years. Um, with the 16th overall pick in the <laughs> 2007 draft, the Minnesota Wild selected <laughs> Colton Gillies.
1: I cannot laugh when I hear the name.
0: Colton Gillies, Colton Gillies, who I believe was related uh, to Clark Gillies, who won Stanley Cups with the Islanders. Um, all right, let me, one, provide context as to what Colton Gillies did, and and then I've got some names uh, for the draft picks that came after him in the first round of 2007. Colton Gillies, a left wing, played three years. So he played as many years he's as accredited to many seasons Um, As many seasons with the Wild as James Shepard was, but yet while Shepard did struggle his way through 224 games and scored 11 goals and had 49 points, Gillies in three years as a member of the Wild played only 89 games and he finished with three goals and 10 points total. So James Shepard is a big disappointment and a bust, but to what we've talked about, they gave him a chance because they kept saying, well, there's something here. Colton Gillies, there was never anything there. Again, three years, uh, three goals, 89 games played. Uh, Two picks after Colton Gillies went in that 2007 draft. The um, St. Louis Blues took a defenseman, Ian Cole, who's still playing for the Colorado Avalanche, who has played in 541 games and has 26 goals. um, 21st pick, so exactly five after Colton Gillies. Center Riley Nash went to the Edmonton Oilers at 21. Decent player. Played in also, just like Cole, 541 games, 61 goals, 165 points. And I'll cheat a little bit by saying six picks after Colton Gillies was taken was your guy, Max Pacioretty. Oh, I love Pacioretty. The left wing going to the Montreal Canadiens, who has now played in uh, 763 career games, 280 goals, 554 points. Again, within the parameters of where, where Gillies was taken, no one was taken who's going to end up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yep. But three, you, years, you options. three years, 89 games played. What did you see, and whatever you saw didn't do you much good. So my number four, Colton
1: Gillies. So once again, Gillies doesn't make my list Wow, because of the stipulation that's in place, but he's on the honorable mention because it was a bad pick. And also, to break our rules a little bit, yeah, Pacioretty was six after, and also David Perron went in that first round, too. So there were options, and at 16, like... It's not in the top ten. You didn't you didn't whiff completely and, and, and the and the prospects start to dissipate for their ceilings after the top ten. So yes, it's a horrible pick. Not excusing it. Brother Liam weighs in that says that that is the worst first round pick in his mind. It's not on my list. It's a huge miss. But it's a gigantic miss, Judd. I'm with you. All right, number three for me. Mm-hmm. We just talked to him on a recent uh, talked about him on a recent podcast. It goes back to 2011. Our guy Zach Phillips at 29, That the first round pick they received from the San Jose Sharks. I believe this was part of the Burns trade. So they get Zach Phillips. I didn't
0: even include him on my at 29. 29. But yeah, that's a good one too.
1: Two picks after Zach Phillips was Ricard Raquel. Yep. And again, Ricard Raquel is he a Hall of Fame player? No, but he would have fit in very nicely on the Wild. Zach Phillips couldn't skate. Couldn't skate to save his life. Yep. And even though you and I are in a little disagreement on that Burns trade, I, you got a lot for him. It just didn't materialize to what you thought. And I think, I still think yeah, you, you got a decent haul. Yes, I get that. But the the haul was there. It just didn't, the, the ROI didn't work out well for the Wild. But number three for me is Zach Phillips when you could have had Ricard Raquel at 31.
0: But how do you take a guy that can't skate? I know it's the scouting. It's on the scouting. I'm with you. Like, the haul is terrible if you can't turn the haul into the return. And the return was, let's draft yeah. a, a guy. I mean, that's... The ROA sucked. I, I'm with you on that, 100%. The, the Zach Phillips late first-round pick to me and taking a guy that literally you find out can't play the sport it is not on the exact same, but it's sort of, in some ways, the, the Vikings' um, 1999 late first-round pick... Demetrius Underwood, who you didn't find out or didn't know, and God bless him, this is not his fault, had mental issues? It's like, uh, who's not finding, who is not taking this seriously, right? Right. So anyway, okay, so your third is um, Zach Phillips, taken by the Wild from the Brent Burns trade. My third, and these last three, it's just great because it's so bad. (laughs) Um, Okay, in fact, you know what? This goes, so I started with James Shepard. First round pick, 2006. I then, my number four, Colton Gillies. First round pick, 16th overall, 2007. And number three on my list, let's just keep going down the list, is the 23rd pick of the 2008 draft by yep. Doug Riseborough and your Minnesota Wild defenseman, Tyler Kuma. Oh, God. Um, an improvement on A.J. Thielen by exactly one game because <laughs> he played one game as a member of the Wild. And keep in mind, so he's the 23rd uh, pick, Overall, in the 2008 draft, Tyler Kuma played one game as a member of the Wild in 2011 and 12. Now, again, after him, we're not talking about the greatest players, but in fact, the 26th pick taken from Buffalo was a guy that you had and came here and was not that good. Tyler Ennis, but he has played in 613 games and has 133 goals, which is an improvement on a guy who played in one game with no points. The 27th pick, though, if you were looking for a defenseman, so I'm going four after, yeah. John Carlson, I know 757 games, 105 goals, 478 points. So if you were looking for a really quality defenseman who was going to help you down the road, John Carlson, taking four picks after, a guy that played one game, would have been the guy. Um, so that is among the misses that I have followed up the names with from my uh, bad first round picks for the Wild. That's a pretty substantial miss right there. But Tyler Kuma, come on down, man. Oof,
1: yeah, that was that was a big miss. In fact, that was number two for me. Was Tyler Kuma because John Carlson could have been. That's another guy that people despise, but if he's on your team, you want him. And also, <laughs> he's his demeanor and brass and talent would be welcomed on the Minnesota Wild tenfold. So yes, that was number two for me. Do you want me to give you number one? I mean I'm guessing you probably know what my number one I'll go is through, at this point. I'll
0: go through my second one Okay, and, and then I th- I think we're going to have the same. I think so too. Number 1 so cuz it's a, it's a terrible mess. Uh my two was I believe your 4. Oh okay. T- 2004 first round uh pick, 12th overall, AJ Thielen, who I want to say cuz I remember writing a story about this at the Star Tribune cuz it happened on a Sunday night. I want to say AJ Thielen was went to Michigan State and played. He was from like Stillwater, right? Oh, he was. I think he was a local kid. Okay. Look it up. Look that up. I wouldn't swear to it. He's from Savage. Savage. Oh, okay. Um, I knew it was a Minnesota City with an S in it. But anyway, he went to Michigan State, and I remember something happened, and he was removed from the team, or he quit the team, and the story came out on a Sunday night, and I remember, I think I called his folks and wrote a story because he was a first-round pick, and at that time, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, he's left Michigan State. Is he coming here or what? Um, And and yes, I wrote down. So that was pick 12. As you pointed out, uh, pick 13 was Drew Stafford, who has played in 841 games. What's funny is pick 14 by the Oilers in that draft was none other than goaltender Devin Dubnik. And then Radulov, certainly at pick 15, would have been an improvement. And I cheated a little bit because eight picks after Thielen was taken, Declan Goff. uh, Center Travis Zajac, who played in 991 career games with 195 goals, was um, was selected, I believe, by the Devils at 20. Uh, but yeah, AJ, so so <laughs> my number two and three busts on wild first-round picks are two defensemen who played, first-round picks, who played a combined one total game. That's Tyler Kuma. Thanks, Tyler, with the wild. All
1: right, our number one, which I'm guessing you and I are in lockstep Should we here. say it at the exact same time? On um, three, two, one, ready? Three, two, one. Benoit, Benoit Pouliot. Pouliot. Yeah. And by the way, Judd and I don't, Review these, so that this is not planned. It's too obvious, it's right? Too obvious. You had a chance to get arguably the best goaltender of the 2010s in Carey Price. He was the next pick. Yep. And by the way, people are might be thinking, well, what about Nicholas Backstrom? He turned out to be a nice guy, and he did. He's a nice goalie. But Backstrom was an undrafted free agent they signed the next year. So yes, they solved their goaltending issues a bit. And Nicholas Backstrom, arguably the best goalie in franchise history, you can make a case for it. Yeah. But you could have had Carey Price with the very next selection yeah. and fortified your goaltending for 15 years. Let's call it what it is. I mean, Kerry Price is still a really good goalie. <laughs> you could have solved that issue and not have ran through Backstrom and then the Harding fiasco and Chris Goloff and Kemper, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, so many other horrible goaltenders that have come through here yep. to, to patch the work there. So, so yes, the 2005 pick of Benoit Pouliot at four when Kerry Price was the very next selection, was a miss. And there's two other notables. I'll probably let you touch on those because you probably have them written down too that are outside of my parameter, but you still could have had them. This was a gigantic miss. Fourth overall, you have to hit. You have to hit on a top five pick, and this was a big miss.
0: (sighs) Yeah, this one hurts. So Benoit Pouliot, in his and and he bounced around a lot after he, he left here, so he kept playing. But Benoit Pouliot, credited with four years as a member of the Wild Declan. 65 games played. 65 games in 4 years. God. 9 goals and 9 assists for 18 points as a member of the Wild and to what you're saying, you know, not the 10th overall pick, not the 15th overall pick, the the 4th overall pick for a team and in 2005 you couldn't have known this, but for a team that in subsequent years would not get high picks. Like of any team that couldn't miss. It's the wild, because they then sort of bounced into that never-never land where they weren't great, but they weren't awful. You know, it'd be different if you had followed up the 2005 fourth overall pick with the 2006 third overall pick, and you kept getting high picks, but you didn't. Uh, The one guy that I wrote down, other than Carey Price, who fell outside the parameters of our rules, which was to keep it within five picks of the wild pick, which means that we should technically stop after the ninth pick. Uh, but. There's a few teams that missed on this guy, and he'd still be playing here, and he's a phenomenal player. The 11th overall pick in that draft was the L.A. Kings' Anze Kopitar, who has played in 1,073 games to date. He's still playing, 333 goals, 617 assists, 950 points. And to our entire discussion on so many of these uh, Judd's hockey podcasts, with the side of Declan, mm. this is the center who would have solved so many of your issues. Heard that? Can you imagine in if you had still gotten Parisian and Suter, and in the immediate aftermath of that, if you could have played those Blackhawks <laughs> teams with Anze Kopitar as your top center, and then Mikkel's your checking line center? I mean, it changes. Yeah. It changed now. Now, Carey Price, I'm with you, uh, but you know. There's the whole argument about where should goaltenders be taken? And let's say that's presented to us. And they you know, goaltenders, you don't want to take them that high. Now, you're right, they missed there. But the Kopitar one, I don't care that this falls outside the scope of what we're talking about. The Kopitar miss is one of the most monumental in franchise history because there is no debate there about what this guy would have meant to you, let's say, six years back.
1: Yeah, and the 2005 NHL draft with the Wild. Having the fourth overall selection, I mean, it's, it's a legendary draft. Sidney Crosby obviously went number one. Uh, Bobby Ryan, who has got his uh, life back on track a little bit there, is a great story, which is so cool. He went number two. Jack Johnson went number three. I mean, this was a, a pretty decent draft, and those guys were already off the board. So it's not. I'm not trying to say the Wild had a chance to select them or move up in the lottery. I don't know what the Wild were in the lottery going into that system. Because this was the first year with the draft lottery, because this was post- lockout or it might have been the last year post
0: it was post lockout and i i actually covered this draft um or i covered the lottery for the star tribune yeah and i remember the so the media gathered with wild officials as they did it in um a room at the offices which i think is based in the saint paul athletic club declan okay yeah and so i remember sitting there and you know covering sports in this town we all thought, well, they're going to get like the tenth pick or something, right? And I remember as it dropped, and the Wild wasn't announced, and I think it was at the time, uh, assistant GM Tommy Thompson starts getting this weird look, like, oh my God, we're getting towards Crosby range. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, no, we're not that. You know, this <laughs> town's not that fortunate. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you did think, oh hell, fourth pick. Right, you're going to get something good. You're going to get an impact player for potentially years to come. So there was definitely a feeling that once you had gotten into that top five, that it presented an opportunity that was going to be very unique for a Minnesota sports team.
1: Yeah, it was a big miss. So,
0: In- so Kopitar is the biggest miss. Do we agree on that? Yeah, that's.
1: I think I think Price is a bigger miss. I really think Harry Price was a bigger miss. I know looking back on it, like the Wild have lacked that dynamic center, so I see your argument. And I could I could be persuaded into that, but I think Carey Price would have solved your goaltending needs and you wouldn't have been able to throw bleep at the wall for so long that I think eventually you would have been able to focus and find the true number one center.
0: Yeah, I think the ability to knock Koivu down to where Koivu, and this is not saying that he was a bad player, this is not criticizing him, but I think the ability to, in his prime, have Koivu playing where Koivu should have played yeah. would have been such a luxury that you never had. And there was always this feeling in some ways through Koivu's best years, that you were that he had to be your top guy, yeah. And, and I think in retrospect, if you go back and watch him now, he's a very nice player. But if he could have been slotted in mm. the right place, it, it's like a pitcher, right? Yeah, like, you got to be the ace. Well, that's okay. okay. That's a great thing to say. But if you're not the ace, you're just not. That doesn't mean that, that you're not a good pitcher. Um, but yeah, this one was sixty-five games and nine goals yeah, from the fourth overall pick. It, you know, it's a monumental. And you know what? Closed. Credit him
1: a little bit to the fact that he did turn out a, a halfway decent career, ended up playing in 600-some games. He just kept bouncing
0: around, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, he ended up having a, a, a much better career than I think one would anticipate after his tenure in Minnesota, but still, it was a big miss. Also, a couple other misses that were outside of the parameters. TJ Oshie went 24th overall in that uh, in that first round. It covered him in the ho- hockey tournament at Warroad. Yeah, he went to North Dakota, Yeah, played, it, played it at Breezy. He had some fun there. And then some other ones that are outside of the first round, but this was a really good draft. Chris Letang was the 62nd overall pick. James Neal was the 33rd overall pick. Argar Martin Hansel, the 17th overall pick. Uh, Matt Niskanen uh, was 28th Mm. overall. Mm. So there were players there, and and it's it's a big miss. It's just a big miss. (laughs) Benoit Pouliot, yeah, I'm sorry, man. You are the worst first-round pick and the biggest miss, I think, in Wild History.
0: Those are five, at least for me. I, I think you've got four. Ericssonek, I don't think we can as you said before pass judgment on. But for me, Pouliot, Thielen, Kuma, Gillies, and Shepard, man, those are three bad picks or five bad picks.
1: And and also another honorable mention in two thousand nine when you had Nick Letty at sixteen, you traded him away. Also, Chris Kreider went uh, number nineteen overall too. So you 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 took uh, Cam Barker instead of an opportunity at Nick Letty or Chris Kreider. And again,
0: Oshie playing up north was in your backyard in Minnesota. Man, could have taken him. I mean, not at four, but my God, yeah, Dougie, what were you doing? I don't know, I don't know. Doug. Final thoughts, Declan Goff, before we wrap things up here on Judd's Hockey Show with the side.
1: Uh, you know, Kirill, if you're listening to this, can you get a damn agent and just just sign? Can you just can you just sign over here, please? Can you can you stop tormenting me? And I know the league is doing everything it can to work against you. So I feel I bad for you on that end.
0: I wouldn't worry that he's going to actually stay there for good. He'll I'm get starting over to here. worry, he'll man. Get o- he'll get over. No, he wants to play. It's the best league in the world. He'll get here.
1: Russia. He'll get never here. Never underestimate
0: Russia. Hockey, by the way, um, w- while there's all these plans being thrown out and the baseball thing's a mess, but there's plans being thrown out by baseball. The NBA is leaking stuff left and right. Have you noticed the last week or so hockey's gotten very quiet? Shocking. Hockey's, well, no, but I think they might be on the right path here. Oh, I mean, what? Hey, look, baseball's screwing up beyond belief. Yeah, that's, baseball looks awful. Now, the NBA, the NBA, I love them. The, because <laughs> No, I'm serious. I respect them because publicly, their people are saying all the right things, but privately, I think they're very much on the fence here. Mm-hmm. But Adam Silver's a genius. I love this. Hey, two to four weeks, we're going to do this. And, and, they're basically trying from their end to make it it look as positive as possible. Oh, I did see um Gary Bettman our guy held some type of conference call or something with some power brokers or ticket holders or something in San Jose, now saying I have no there's no purpose in talking about canceling the season. We have every intention of awarding the Stanley Cup. Um ah, again, but again, Gary. you know what? I'm fine with that. Say what you need to say, but privately do the right thing. Just cancel it. Do the right thing. Just cancel it. Let's
1: let's get ready for the next full season. Get Cappers off over here.
0: That's what I got. All right, we're done. All right, pass shoot score.
1: Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup.